your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this Monday episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes and follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And as always, thanks for making Locked On Penguins your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. I hope you all had a great weekend. You know, I finished up wedding season. You know, two of my cousins actually got married in a full month span. So I am just beat from this. There's no more weddings going on for a while, especially not me. I mean, I'm not really going to get married to my girlfriend for, I don't know, four, four to five years, something like that. But Big news, we got eight more days till regular season Penguins hockey, and I think this city needs it, especially after what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Uh, Poor Big Ben, man, he just, I loved watching him for so many years, but I think just his time has been up. You know, for more Steelers coverage, go over to Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. He does a hell of a job over there. This is, of course, the Penguins podcast. As for those Penguins, they had that 5-1 preseason win yesterday over the Detroit Red Wings. It was kind of like a dress rehearsal. You know, basically everyone that is a regular on this team played. Um, There were a couple, you know, other prospects that played as well. You know, Tristan Jari got the full start. But virtually almost all the regulars played. And, you know, I'll also give you all the lineup for tomorrow's game against, um, I I think it's Buffalo again. But, yes, confirmed. Yeah, it is Buffalo at PPG Paints Arena. It'll be... Full capacity, but also not really because they don't usually sell out preseason games. But, you know, as for the game yesterday, um, there was a lot of good that I saw from this team. Um, I thought Danton Heinen looked really good in that game, was skating very crisply, um, had a nice goal to make it. I think it was, that was the one that made it 4-1. to one. Um, Again, there are some weird people in this fan base that are not high on Heinen coming over, that think he's going to be the next March in Kalskert or something like that. I mean, he has had better numbers than Jankowski has had for his career. I mean, Jankowski never had a 40 to 45 point season in the league. Heinen has had that. Even last year, Heinen had 14 points with the freaking Anaheim Ducks. Seven of those are goals. And Jankowski couldn't even score five goals with Pittsburgh last season when he played. I mean, he had that first good game against Philadelphia. And then after that, two of his next three goals that he scored with the team were empty netters. So I don't really know where that's coming from. This is going to be a steal, at least in my opinion. He had two other apples yesterday with two really slick passes. This is going to be a player that can play wherever in the lineup that Mike Sullivan wants to put him. I was really impressed with him yesterday. Kasperi Kapanen, you know, he was definitely, um, again, one of their best players in that preseason game. And he continues to be one of their best players, uh, not only in preseason, but in training camp as well. You know, Again, I know Mike Sullivan has said that he's going to be an elite player. He thinks he has what it takes. I'm still a bit, a little bit scared just because of the shooting percentage from last year. But with how he's playing right now, that release, his passing right now, his skating, even his work in the defensive zone, I think there could be another level to his game. I mean, you know, before last year, you know, Dom wrote in his preview, who was always seen as kind of like that middle tier player in Toronto, but he really turned it on for Pittsburgh last year and looked like. Um, the player that everyone thought he was going to be when he got drafted. So can he do that this year? Um, it, it's it's a maybe at this point, but from what I'm seeing right now, I'm leaning towards yes, uh, that's for sure. Drew O'Connor. Um, again, I was able to watch. Some, I was able to watch most of it. I ended up going to 
um, a sports bar in Philadelphia just to, with my uncle and stepdad to watch some of the football games. So I was still keeping track on the Penguins game. But from what I did watch, um, O'Connor just looks faster. I think that's the one thing that jumps out at me when I watch him this year. He, he looked really slow last year when he played. Um, but this year, I think he definitely made some improvements with his skating over the offseason. Um, he was making some nice passes as well. Um, I think his hockey IQ... Um, is definitely improved as well. I know that may seem weird to say, but you know his hockey IQ last year was not the greatest. So it definitely seems like he's smartened up as a player. And you know this is going to be a difficult decision for Mike Sullivan. I mean, what is he going to do with this player? Does he want him to start the season in Wilkesbury, or is he going to be that thirteenth forward that can come in at times? Uh, when there's injuries. I mean, we don't know if the, he's going to be in the opening night roster despite Evgeny Malkin and Cindy Crosby going to be out. And yes, Jake Gensel, there's a chance that he might be out for the first game as well. I'm sorry I did not mention that at the start in case anyone somehow missed it. He tested positive for COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. No, I'm not going to go in or rant on it. You know, that happens sometimes when people are fully vaccinated. I think he has, just has to test negative a few days in a row in order to be taken off uh, the COVID list. I believe if he um, does not have two out of symptoms and tests negative a few days in a row, he should be good to go for that opener, but we'll have to see. I, you know, I'm wishing him a fast and a speedy recovery because he is also a player that this team cannot afford to lose, even if it's just for the first one to two games of the season. Because remember, right after they play Tampa next Tuesday, they go to Florida or Sunrise to play the Panthers, who are, you know, they're no slouch either. So again, Wishing a fast and speedy recovery to Gensel. I thought Jeff Carter looked strong yesterday as well. He had that nice goal pass in Delkovich on a one-timer um, on his forehand. Um, I, I know I put out the tweet jokingly. He's going to score 16 points in his first 20 games again this season. Um, but I liked his game. You know, this is this, he's stepping in for the two centers, and he definitely did not look out of place in that game yesterday, that's for sure. And I'll, I'll even shout out Tristan Jari. I thought he made some nice saves yesterday. I think there was one to two breakaways that he had to be really sharp on. That first goal that the Red Wings scored, the only goal that they scored, he really had no chance on it. I think Brock McGinn um, ended up tipping it past the, his own netminder. So that's just really unfortunate. But, you know, I thought it was a small step in the right direction for Jari. And hopefully he can build off that going into his next preseason start. Casey DeSmith will be getting that next preseason start for Pittsburgh. I also will eat a little bit of crow on this one. Um, I thought the Matheson Marino pairing looked a lot better. You know, they were skating more crisply. They weren't getting burned in the defensive zone like they did a lot during the regular season. Um, I understand why Mike Sullivan wants to give it another shot, just because they're two good players. Um, even though their skill sets probably don't complement each other that much. But, you know, this is why you have the training camp in the preseason games. You can see what works, you can see what doesn't work. If he doesn't like what he sees, he can just put Pat Ederson back with Marino and then Matheson with whoever wins at number six spot. So again, I liked what I saw, but at the end of the day, it is only really one game. We'll see if they stick with that going into the next preseason game or, you know, the one after that as well. And of course, we cannot forget Chris Letang's amazing slap shot goal, which brought us back all the way to 2008 when I was, at that time, 10 years old. So if anyone that is a lot older than me listens to this podcast, um, I have probably just aged you by telling you I was 10 years old when Evgeny Malkin did the big, the big, excuse my language, the fuck you slap shot to the Philadelphia Flyers after he got hit behind the net by Mike Richards. Again, apologize for the language, but whenever I see that play, that is the only thing that pops into my mind. You know, he just basically, it's, it's a nice little payback. 
It's probably the first time I've said that word on the podcast in a while, and that'll probably be the last time I say this that word on my podcast for a while. But he came streaking out of the penalty box, got that passed, and then ripped it past Alex Delkovic. And he hit the showers pretty quick in that game, gave up five goals, and I want to say 32, 33 minutes. He was not sharp at all in that game. I just, you know, again, loved that shot from Latang. And I even tweeted out when I first saw, you know, just brought us back 13 years when Evgeny Malkin did it to Marty Baron and had that legendary celebration um, right after. So those are the players that I thought played well in the preseason game. Again, Tristan Jari, Danton Heinen, Kasperi Kapanen, Drew Connor, Jeff Carter, and Chris Latang. I know most of these are expected, but I'll say this again. I can't get over how good Drew O'Connor looks. It really is night and day from what we saw in the regular season last year. And I think this is going to be um, one of the toughest, if not the toughest decisions uh, for Mike Sullivan as the roster gets trimmed even more. You know, there were some cuts for the weekend in case anyone missed it. They trimmed their roster down to 35. Philip Lindbergh, Mitch Reinke, Will Riley, Cam Lee, Taylor Fadoon, Nicholas Almarley, Felix Robert, Valtteri Pustin, and Kyle Olsen, Jonathan Gruden, and Jordy Bellervy. And then Matt Barkowski, Barkowski excuse me, was released from his PTO but then signed an AHL contract with the Penguins. So the roster as of right now, Monday at 6.07 p.m. Eastern Time, is down to 35 players. I would assume after tomorrow you'll probably see another round of cuts before the weekend, which is when I think you'll see the last round of cuts. So I think two more rounds, uh, one at the very minimum, but I think there will be two more rounds um, in my opinion. But all in all, a very good effort by the Penguins yesterday. I liked what I saw from all of the regulars that are going to be in the lineup this year, and hopefully Tristan Jari continues that into his next preseason start whenever that is, and I think it'll probably be this weekend. Now, we still have a lot more to get to for this episode of Locked on Penguins, including a little preview of tomorrow night's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, before we do get to that, too, though, um, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Sheen. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Also, hey, Penguins fans. Of course, this is Hunter Hodes with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Um, people are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You can just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY because, of course, this is the NHL channel, and you can get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your free account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code hockey for nhl Remember, that's code hockey for nhl for Get Upside. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO underscore Penguins. And again, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So the Penguins officially released their roster for uh, tomorrow's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Also, I wanted to remind everyone we will be having uh, Danny Shirey of the Pens blog on either tomorrow or Wednesday. I think something came up for me on Wednesday, so I'm going to have to move that, but it should be uh, tomorrow at the earliest. I can't wait to have him on. I don't think I've had Danny on 
um, in over a year. So can't wait to get his thoughts on the team and some select players and just who he has breaking out and all that great stuff. So excited to bring him back on to Locked on Penguins podcast. And I'm excited for you all to listen to it as well. Coming up a little later, I'm going to go over a little bit of Dom's preview from The Athletic on the Penguins as he has them getting second in the Metro as of right now. And I wanted to touch on a quote that I saw about Marcus Pedersen in there and why I think some people do need to back off on him. Uh, going into this season. But here is the Penguins lineup for tomorrow's exhibition against Buffalo Sabres. Reminder, this is at PBG Paints Arena. And another reminder that um, masks are recommended for everyone that goes to the game. Drew O'Connor, Jason Zucker, Brian Russ, Casper Broerquist, Brock McGinn, Philip Hollander, Kasperi Kapanen, Danton Heinen, Teddy Bluger, Anthony Angelo, Redeem Zahorna, and Jeff Carter for the forwards. Defensemen, Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, Marcus Pedersen, Mark Friedman, Yusuf Rikla, and P.O. Joseph, and then the goaltenders, Casey DeSmith and Louis Dominique. Um, I would guess that Casey DeSmith will get the full start in this one. Remember, Tristan Jari did that against the Red Wings on Sunday. Um, I'm sure Mike Sullivan is going to do the same thing here with DeSmith. I liked what I saw from DeSmith in the last preseason match. Um, I think if he plays like that going into the regular season and then starts playing like that in the regular season, he's going to take away some starts from Tristan Jari. You know, I've seen some takes already that he could be the better option already. Um, you can certainly argue that, you know, he's had the better numbers, um, over the last year, but, um, this team is going to give Jari as much of a chance as they can to get him back and rolling as he was in 2019-20 when he made the All-Star game and then looked really good against the Montreal Canadiens in the return to play. So, um, just wanted to share that with you all. And here's what I'll be watching for with this one. Um, can Redeem Zohorna actually make the top 12 going into the season? Remember, this year he signed to um, not a one-way contract, but a two-way contract. The one-way kicks in after the season, so they can just send him down whenever they want. So, It'll be curious to see how he plays in this game. Drew O'Connor, can he continue his push as well? And let's see what Yusuf Rigla can do. I understand that a lot of people like him. People think that he should be higher on the depth chart than POJ. But, you know, we're going to get to see um, this firsthand with both POJ and Rigla in the lineup. And I would not be surprised if they are on a pair. Well, actually, I don't know why I'm saying that. They're both lefties. So I think you're probably going to see Jumal Matang. Pedersen with... Free, well, Pedersen, well, so, someone is going to have to play on their offside, I think. that That's definitely a bit weird because, yeah, you have Dumoulin, Pedersen, and POJ, and you have Rikula. So that's four lefties in this lineup. So are they going to do Rikula, Joseph? I don't really think that would make any sense, but someone is probably going to have to play on their offside if they do Dumoulin, Latang. Uh, if I had to guess right now, it's probably Pedersen with Ricola and then maybe Friedman with POJ. That's just my guess. I could be dead wrong, but I'm curious to see what combinations they do there. Also, don't sleep on Casper Borquist. I was definitely surprised that he was not included in that latest round of cuts as the roster is now trimmed down to 35. I guess they want to see more of him and see how he does in his preseason debut. I don't think he's going to make the team out of camp. I think he will be included in the next round of cuts, but let's see how he does um, in this preseason game. Philip Hollander, he will be making his preseason debut. And as Clark, uh, King Clarkie told me in my DMs, you know, him getting into the lineup that's about as close to full strength as you can without uh, 71 and 87 and 59, um, that's definitely a big deal. So I'm curious to see where they slot him. There's no Poulin or Nathan Legary. I think they'll probably put Hollander in the top six. You know, Mike Sullivan was doing that with Poulin and Legary. I think he'll continue that trend with Hollander. Let's see what the kid has playing next to the best players 
in this lineup. And, you know, that's going to be Kasperi Kapanen maybe up there. That's definitely going to be Jeff Carter on that top line. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where Hollander slots in to the lineup there. And again, you know, I will always be of the opinion that I couldn't give two craps about the results of preseason games. I want to see who is playing well rather than if they get a win or a loss. Because these games don't mean anything, you know. Sure, it's nice, okay, you know, you get to celebrate your Sunday with a win. You know, you get to watch the Steelers then go embarrass themselves. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to see progress from the young players. And I also want to see how the regulars are doing um, on a nightly basis when they play in their preseason games as well. And I think you're going to see most of these regulars play the rest of the preseason now that the roster is down to 35 players. And especially by this weekend when they make the cuts probably down, I would guess, to uh, 29 to 28. Um, remember, they have to make 12 more cuts to get down to the 23-man roster. I would assume that Evgeny Malkin is going to go on the long-term injured reserve by the time they have to be set by next Monday or Tuesday when the Penguins make their regular season debut in Tampa Bay for that banner raising. But I guess I don't think I can really comment that much more on this preseason game. I mean, I'll have thoughts on it after they play it and just do a little mini recap who I thought played well, who I thought did not stand out. And I'll definitely be watching some of those young players closely um, as I watch the game tomorrow. Let me know who you are looking forward to watching in that game. You can tweet me at Hunter Hodes or the show's Twitter at Penguins. Coming up again in that next segment, we're going to go over uh, Dom's preview on the Penguins from the Athletic and why um, some people still need to lay off Marcus Pedersen a little bit. Before we do that, though, um, I do have to touch on everyone's favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. There's always something for everyone, and they're always passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, there's double chocolate, mint brownie, coconut, raspberry, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream, which is my favorite, German chocolate, etc. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, thanks to the great resignation, the job market is filled with once-in-a-generation talent. So how is your organization going to put together an all-star team? Your front office needs an all-star roster. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now with instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. You can get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So this was the quote, well, the, the article, well, the paragraph, excuse me, from Dom's preview about Marcus Pedersen. Uh, Brian Dillon remains his partner, a consistent, steady presence on the left side who doesn't get his due as a defensive def- a defender. He's talking about Chris Letang there. Surprisingly, though, he wasn't the best on the team last season with cleaning up messes and defending the blue line. That honor went to Marcus Pedersen, a sometimes maligned figure on the back end. He's better than many give him credit for. I'm not quite sure where the hate stems from. I agree, Dom. I've never really understood 
why so many people hate Marcus Pedersen. As Dom writes, he's not a great puck mover and isn't the most physical, but he puts up great defensive numbers. He consistently allows fewer chances relative to teammates, which brings him to a consistent 53% expected goals rate. And here's the kicker, an even higher actual goal rate. Last year, no one allowed fewer expected goals against than Marcus Pedersen. That right there should get all the Pedersen haters to shut the heck up. I don't understand why he gets so much hate. Again, you know, it's the, the physical stuff just needs to be put in the garbage. I don't really care if he loses a net front battle once in a while, but the fact that no one allowed fewer expected goals against last season than Pedersen goes to show that he is doing his job right. Obviously, he is not going to be that great of a puck mover, but he doesn't need to be because he's partnered with John Marino, who is a really good puck mover up the ice. In fact, he was actually the team's best defenseman, at, if I find this here on Dom's preview. He was the team's best puck mover off the breakout. Um, and even though he's probably not going to be a top pairing guy, that's fine with me because you have Chris Letang still eating up a big chunk of minutes despite being 34 years old. He's still kicking butt to this day. I don't really have a problem with that. And again, would I love to see more offense from Marcus Pedersen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would love for those numbers to go up, but he's always been steady ever since coming over in the trade for Daniel Sprong. Um, for some reason, you know, the people that like hard-hitting hockey or just good physical hockey have never really seemed to mesh with Patterson, just because he's not hitting people. But the thing is, peeps, with hitting, usually when a team is leading in the hitting department, it means that they're chasing the game and chasing the puck the entire freaking time. I don't really care if a team has 70 hits to 43. Usually the team with a lower amount of hits is winning the game because they're not chasing it all game long. So I just hope some of the people that love physical hockey keep that in the back of their mind when they're freaking out that the Penguins are not pushing back or hitting back enough against, you know, a team like the Washington Capitals who are a lot heavier than them or, you know, maybe a team like the New York Islanders who obviously have a fourth line made up of Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey Zizekas who like to throw their bodies around as well. So I thought I should clarify that. Honestly, Dom's preview, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think the Penguins are vulnerable as well. I mean, it's not going to be easy to make the playoffs, especially without Evgeny Malkin for at least the first two months. Sidney Crosby is going to be out for at least the first week. Jake Gensel, hopefully he's back by the start of the season. You know, the Metro, there are some teams that got better. I know I think the division is overrated, but it's still going to be a dogfight to get to the playoffs this year just because, you know, you look over the Atlantic, Boston's still good, Toronto's still good, Florida's really good, and Tampa Bay is, I mean, they're the two-time defending champions. So it's going to be a slog, I think, to get to the playoffs. I think Pittsburgh will get in. But I think it is going to be harder than what some people expect. I think there will be some sweating among Penguins fans for the first time since it went down to the wire in 2014-15 when they had to be one of the worst teams I've ever seen um, with the Sabres. When I think Brandon Sutter had both goals in that game to send the Penguins through the playoffs where, of course, they lost to the New York Rangers in five games. And lastly, I did like what Dom said about the goalies. He says, I don't mind the strategy of bringing both of them back. Give them a shot early on to find their groove. And if it fails, you can look for an external option afterward. It'll be a little bit easier to know who's worth targeting once the season gets underway. And it leaves the option for one of the two guys on the roster to establish themselves. I don't mind that take. Again, I would have preferred that they would have gotten someone in the offseason. But after I saw some of those contracts that they gave out to middling and pretty similar goalies to the same ones. Um, I'm fine with them giving it another shot to see how they do, um, at least to start the regular season for the first month or two. Then if they both struggle, Ron Hextall can go out, maybe find someone from Dallas or another team um, and, and see if a couple teams struggling, you know, he can give them a call and bring one over. Um, but overall, you know, going back to my original point with Marcus Pedersen, people need to lay off of him. 
He had a 53% expected goals rate last year. No team allowed fewer expected goals against um, than him while he was on the ice. And he is the per- he is the perfect partner for John Marino. He, you know, four million per year for him is perfectly fine. I understand that he doesn't bring a lot of offense, and that's going to drive some people crazy. But you know, you don't need a bunch of offensive defensemen in your defensive course. That's you know, you give the big bucks on your D to the players who drive offense. You know, Chris Letang, Brian Dumoulin, even though he doesn't have the fanciest offensive stats, he can drive offense as well. John Marino, hopefully this is the year he really breaks out. Mike Matheson, he also drives offense a lot, albeit, you know, he is a bit overpaid. And then you have the guys who can stand back in their own zone. You know, Chad Ruedo, Marcus Pedersen, you know, to a lesser extent, Brian Dumoulin as well, who can clean up Chris Letang's messes at times uh, too. So I really liked that paragraph from Dom, and I think I wanted to just Bring that up to show people that listen to this podcast that Patterson is probably one of the most underappreciated players on this team. I honestly think it is him and Zach Austin Reese who are the two most underappreciated players on this team. You know, no one gives them the credit that they deserve with how great defensively they are. And then, you know, sometimes they can also chip in some offense as well, especially Ashton Reese. He had his best season offensively for the team last year. But. That'll do it for this episode of Locked on Penguins Podcast. I appreciate all of you listening to this one. And we'll be back tomorrow with another episode, either before the game or after the game. And stick around as Danny Shire will be joining the show this week as well. So talk to you all then.